Well, good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Underhood Show. My name is Josh Prophet. I'm the service director here at Mel Hamilton Ford. And beside me today, I have Nick Ballman for uh, Hoosier Tires and Mel Hamilton Ford Parts and uh, all sorts of other stuff. So uh, it is a call-in show, 316-462-3673. That's a number to jump on the air here with us and uh, talk anything automotive. Uh, whatever, whatever you want to discuss today, let's do it. I've got a couple of topics that I wanted to wanted to talk about today and nick i'm sure you do as well but uh 316-462-3673 that's a number to jump on the air here with us and let's uh let's talk uh talk automotive uh from that side yeah. of things only so. show you get paid to call in on josh yeah, yeah so what uh, what do you get to call in so each, the end of the hood yeah, each and every caller is going to get a uh, package valued at about $130 in value, uh, depending upon how you value the multi-point. But we're going to mail it out to you. It's going to consist of the works, which is an oil change and tire rotation. We use Motorcraft oil and filter products here at Mel Hamilton Ford. While we're performing that, we're also going to complete a multi-point inspection on the vehicle, checking over the brakes, tires, steering, suspension, all the safety-related components uh, on the vehicle, just making sure that it's ready to go for the next 5,000 miles of driving. You'll also receive yourself $10 to Mel's Diner, so you get yourself something to eat and drink while you're here with us at the Big Corner. You'll receive complete nitrogen, so you get all the great benefits that uh, nitrogen has to offer on uh, on. The, your tires and then a bg products package which is going to consist of a can of moa or motor oil additive for your engine oil and then cf5 for your fuel system again just getting that vehicle geared up and ready to go for that next five thousand miles of driving so let's get the phones ringing 316-462-3673 and uh talk uh, talk about what you want to talk about that's so, right you know last week uh, when you were absent last week it was phil and i and uh uh, I think we only took one phone call because we know everybody that calls in really just wants to talk to oh, Josh. you think so, that's what the deal is? So <laughs> now Josh is back, well, so, so everybody needs to call in that missed last week. So well, What we do need to do, though, though, we've got to beat the number of calls that you had last week. So, so we, we have to have at least that. two. Yeah, so, we can, <laughs> so we can prove that theory for sure. You know... Uh, uh, it's been a very, very busy summer around here. I cannot believe that it's crazy. already almost the, the end of July. Uh, you know, middle middle to end of July, it is uh, it has flown. You know, we get to the, the summer months and racing kicks off and just uh, people are, are traveling on vacation and, and you know, uh, both uh, customers are in in a hurry to get to uh, get things completed, and then also just the summer heat has a tendency to take its toll on uh, components and and things breaking uh, from that side, and so it, it's a it's a lot uh, a lot going on there, um, and then just you know because it is summer and kids are out of school and stuff our employees are you know naturally want to take their yep. vacations as yep. well and you're trying to accommodate everybody so it's been been very very busy around here for sure um but a couple of things that I, that uh, that I wanted to talk about too is uh you know we've sponsored a lot of different car shows yes uh, through yes uh through the summers, mm -hmm. it's typically you know spring mm -hmm. and summer and uh, fall. You get a lot of a lot going on with uh, with car shows and things like that, and had the opportunity to to go to a couple of those, and then also being in the in the parts shop back there. You know, um, we talk a lot about the MH Ford Racing side of things, mm -hmm. but really in that inventory or in that department, you can find something for just about anything. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Um, when when it comes to uh, 
uh, fittings or linkages or mm -hmm. things like that. I, I walk around those car shows and, and look at what the effort and time that people put into those uh, vehicles. And man, to start a project like that is a commitment. It is. It 100% is a commitment. A commitment. And, and uh, you know, those guys dump a lot of hours and a lot of sweat and a lot of money into a lot of those projects. And, and you know, you got your Ford guys and your Chevy guys out there. But, you know, to me, you know, anything that anybody puts, you know, their time and their effort and their money into and that they're proud of, I mean, I think it's cool to look at and just see what they've done or see what they're working on and see what they've completed. And, and you're absolutely right. I mean, we have... You know, we have a little bit of something for everybody at these, you know, car shows, no matter, you know, what you're working on. You know, we've got the largest selection of A and fittings and plumbing and and uh, aftermarket brake lines and fittings and stuff like that. So um, and, and it's cool going to some of these car shows and seeing some of the people that you've seen come in the store yeah. and then seeing, you know, the projects that they're actually that they're working, working on, on, you know. So that's uh, it's a lot of fun. And what. uh so I, I go back and forth with this, and I'd like to have uh, some people call in and just say, okay, if money was no object, mm -hmm. so money's no object, what, what would you have? Would it be a new vehicle? Would it be something that is old and restored? Uh, I go back uh, and forth with, with uh, David, uh, our service manager, mm -hmm. on, on this all the time because he has uh, this envision. And I know exactly what he's after because, you know, I can think of several cars that I'd like to have that are, mm -hmm. that are restored. But also, I know the effort and the, what it takes to go into the, the man hours that it takes to go in to do that or to achieve something like that. And then at the end of the day, uh, you just can't make an old car brand new. You can't, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's still gonna, it's still gonna handle, uh, like an old car. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, so I'm, I'm, when I go to those shows, I really enjoy looking at those vehicles and, and can appreciate what somebody's done to, to get Absolutely. it there. But that's not my cup of tea. Right. I'd rather get in something new, start it up, <laughs> drive it down the road, have all the yeah. feature comforts, have all the safety behind it, uh, everything like that. But I can look at something and appreciate yeah. and know that what somebody has uh, invested in it because it is truly mm -hmm. uh it is truly a choice of lifestyle right. when you do something right. like that. And like myself, you know, I'm, I'm kind of the opposite. Like I enjoy all of the, you know, the creature comforts of the new vehicles, you know, like, you know, like my truck and my Explorer. But like when it comes to like a, like a toy or a, a, uh, you know, like a fun car, like my car of choice would be like a 1970 Dodge Challenger TA, you know, 346 yeah. pack um you know when money was no object i mean those things i mean fully restored and you know great condition you know those things are worth you know six figures you know yeah. easy and uh um but when i was about 10 years old my dad we were looking for a project car and this is before i started racing and uh, a quick story time but um we found a 1970 challenger that a guy had out in augusta it had a the 225 slant six in it you know you remember those yep. and uh so uh but we went and bought it you know it was a 70 challenger it was cool at the time you know i think we bought it for like 2500 bucks
trucks, right? But it was a fully running driving car. It was complete. You know, we, you know, we redid the interior. We, you know, you know, fixed some other things up on it. And, you know, we eventually had aspirations to drop a V8 in it and all that stuff. But then when I was about 12, we started, we started racing. We started go-kart racing. And uh, at the time we lived in a house, only had a two-car garage. And we just didn't have enough room yeah. for everything, you know. So Something we ended up having to, to sell the Challenger. Well, I, I kind of feel like that was maybe one of the largest financial mistakes we ever made <laughs> because that car today yeah. that we bought for $2,500, even in the you know condition that it was in would probably worth, be worth a solid five figure number. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? So I really wish we still had it, but yeah, know. no, I can, uh, I can under- understand that. And, uh, so Hey, let's get some callers call in here. 316-462-3673. And what would be uh, what would be your car choice to, yeah. to yeah. refurbish or have rebuilt? Uh, again, money no object. What uh, would you prefer something new, or would you refurbish something? Yep, absolutely. You know, uh, from that side, and Let's, I think uh, yeah, we'll go through here and answer some uh, answer some chats here. But I think it's always when you talk when you're talking with these people at car shows, it's always back to or what you hear the most common of what i drove in high school i want right. what i drove in yep. high school and yep. i want it refurbished and uh you know from that side of things so 316-462-3673 what's your uh what's your automobile of choice uh so let's go through and uh i think we got let's, a couple yeah, of, let's answer couple some of chats here, so we so. got uh we got keegan and remember to get the prize pack you have to call into the show but uh she has a question about her 2012 chevy cruise i just replaced the pcv valve and the egr valve and it still sounds like there is an air leak on the engine, how do I find that? So it sounds like we're we're hunting a vacuum leak of some sort uh, for that. So Keegan, if you want to call into the show, uh, 316-462-3673, maybe get a little more details of what uh, what all's going on or what you're what you're fighting there. But if you are fighting a vacuum leak, um, you know there are several ways to do that. Um, one, you know. Um, I guess uh, very safely <laughs> would be to use uh, some type of a uh, carb cleaner or something that's gonna uh, that's combustible that would uh, raise the idle. Uh, if you were to spray it onto you know around like your intake gaskets and around vacuum hoses and lines and things like that, and whenever that engine uh, sucks some of that stuff in there, it will raise the idle. So you're hearing audible tone of the idle uh, flare up. Now, if you have a uh, uh, spark plug wire that is maybe not the greatest of shape or something and you hit that and it causes a spark it surely can ignite that uh, the other way to go about that is uh, um, you know plugging off all of your vacuum ports from the from the engine just so you know it's not an external source that it's actually uh, part of the um, that it's part of the engine. So, and then you'd be looking over your, uh, again, your intake gaskets and, and things like that on the, on the engine, uh, if you're have eliminated all the external sources. So if you want to call in the show, 316-462-3673, that's a number jump on the air here. And, uh, Keegan, maybe we can get a little more information from you and uh, help you a little bit more on, on, uh, what you got going on there. So what else you got there on the, on the list? we got James Furman. Good morning, James. Good morning, James. Um, Rex says, Whoa, Phil has hair. <laughs> uh, yeah there he does yeah, yeah he does so phil is uh phil's out today he is uh they went to beatrice they nebraska went to beatrice night. nebraska last night to run the weekly imca show there with jake 
Yeah, uh, yeah. I think so. he ended up running sixth or seventh. So yeah, that's, uh, sixth or seventh uh, at the deal. He was uh, texting, and the motor wasn't doing uh, exactly what yeah. I think he wanted it to do from that side. Yeah. So I'm sure today uh, going to be mad trying to figure that out and get a solution there, and then back in Hayes tonight. So I tell you, Beatrice, that's for never being there before. That is a good finish because they have some heavy hitters that run yeah. that weekly show up there. So, so what get, is uh, as far as track wise and things like that? What is the what's Beatrice track up there? Uh, so I think it. So I've actually never raced on it. Um, but from what I understand, I think it's a big three-eighths mile. Yeah. You, know, you carry quite a bit of speed around it. We've been there, hadn't we? Didn't we drive by it? And, and uh, We may have. Yeah, yeah we may sure have. On one of the Hoosier um, tours up there. So Yeah, but they've got uh, they've got a lot of good racers around that area. you, you got Johnny Saloff, who's been um, you know a multi-time IMCA champion that still runs that deal weekly. He actually won last night. Um, and, and you just got a whole other, you know, list of uh, household names for modified racing you know in the midwest so uh jake had a really good finish last night for being his first time there racing well, very racing good. against those cars so. yeah very good i'm sure uh you know uh i'm sure there'll be another a rematch oh yeah <laughs> if you will, oh yeah for sure so. so well good deal we got a couple other comments on here as well so good morning delbert yeah got um, delbert good morning can you say bad turbo hopefully not though Huh? Bad Not really. Oh, on the. I wonder if he's talking about the. Oh uh, yeah, the previous. Comment. Yeah, the yeah, previous absolutely. conversation with Keegan up there yeah. and uh, on the PCV valve and looking for the air leak. So, could be. And, and uh, then Rex came back and said he sold a '72 <laughs> Chevelle for fifteen hundred, and he feels like an idiot. Well, that's kind of how we felt with our challenge. So. I feel your pain, Rex. You know, I can't think of. Uh, that's like. I guess the other common thing is everybody wishes they always kept kept every car they ever had uh from that side of things so you know if you knew uh if you knew today uh if you knew today or if you knew yeah if you knew today what you knew tomorrow (laughs) or yesterday then i guess uh you'd make different decisions for sure so well uh let's get a phone call here 316-462-3673 what uh what car would you want uh would you want restored or Let's take it another step. Like Rex, what car had you previously sold that you wish you'd wish had you still back? had? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> For sure. So, That's yeah, it's, uh, uh, you know, fun seeing all these guys come in here and uh, trying to talk to them about their application and what it is they're working on and helping them, mm-hmm. you know, problem solve. Uh, because when you get to building these things, whether it's a race car or, you know, uh, refurbishing an older car or whatever it is that they're working on. I mean, I've seen, even seen people in here with, uh, you know, ATV needs mm-hmm. or, or go-karts or yep. stuff like that. But you're always, uh, the, the puzzle is, you know, I've got this and I need to go from here to here. And then what, right. how do I do that? How do you do you that? Know? Yeah, exactly. And so. that's where, uh, coming in here and, and looking at all the fittings and the displays, uh, that we have out, we try to get, I mean, we've got a pretty confined space to, do, yeah. to have everything out, but we try to get as much as out as we can so you can physically, because to yeah. me, man, if I'm working on something at home or uh, doing a home improvement project, I'm uh, plumbing. I can think of, you know, any type of plumbing project, I'm going into Home Depot or Lowe's and I've got, <laughs> I got this piece, piece and I got together, this piece yeah. and I need to know yeah. how to get from here to there. Exactly, exactly. Got it all so. laid out in my head. So I, I think of the same thing. Uh, right, right. Guys and, come in here. And, you know, there's, you know, there's other places, you know, to buy fittings, obviously, but, you know, it, it's hard to put, do your plumbing project 
ordering it from a catalog or ordering it online, you know, from like a Jags or a Summit, because you just don't know exactly where you're going to be. So, I mean, a lot of people that come in the store, you know, and, and start looking at that fitting wall, you know, we go out and ask them, you know, what, you know, what can we help you find? What, you know, what are you looking for? And, and their answer is usually, well, I'm, I'm not exactly sure. Like I need to go, you know, I, I need to go from, you know, my fuel cell to my pump, but I, you know, I don't exactly know if I need a 90 or 45 or, you know, whatever. So, um, and then, uh, you know, the other side of that is, uh, when you start talking thread pitch mm-hmm. or, sizes or you know you've got uh pipe thread you've got there's so (laughs) many different uh options on on that side of things and you know uh if you're just a novice in the deal it's not a matter of just looking at it and knowing right uh, for sure and so uh it's definitely uh a huge advantage to be able to come in touch it feel it screw it together (laughs) make sure it works make sure everything's uh make sure everything's uh there for sure so anyways 316-462-3673 uh we're talking about uh you know car shows or uh uh like i guess automotive wants if you could uh if you could get any vehicle you wanted and money was no object what would it be so automotive dream car yeah 316-462-3673 that's a number to jump on the air here with us and uh give us your answer there or if you've got another uh question something automotive something ailing your vehicle want to talk about uh you know that as well we'd be more than happy to to um try and help you diagnose that and get you a, a package just for calling into the show so i think we got another comment yes there. james says uh my first car was a 1980 ford futura it was a beater and about as fast as a snail but if i had the money i would have liked to have overhauled it and souped that thing up yeah. so that would be cool it would be a sleeper it would be a sleeper. You pull up next to, uh, at the stoplight next to uh, Josh here in his Corvette, <laughs> so blow his doors off. So David and I were headed to the airport the other day to to pick up uh, a vehicle, and there was a uh, a Vista Cruiser, like, <laughs> and this thing was immaculate. And I don't, I it was it was a very good looking, uh, very good looking vehicle. They did a really good job, but I would have never have thought somebody would. Would those, like you know that. just yeah, it's you know. big it's wide it's yeah. uh, uh uh you know uh, but again you know probably a, had some sentimental value it, it, and yeah. you know, meant something to them and it's, you know like i said before you know if it you know if you put your time and your effort into it and you're proud of it i mean it, it's cool in my book that guy drove one in high school i'm almost certain of it <laughs> probably so guaranteed hell it so, may have been his first car well it could have been yeah you know? so that guy didn't sell his <laughs> nope he was smart so well, let's. Uh, it looks like we got another comment there as well. So what's, we got uh, uh, Delbert says seventy four Pontiac Firebird bought it for eight fifty in nineteen ninety. Drove for three years and traded it for a ninety one Chevy Astro van. It was a sad day. <laughs> <laughs> so that is, uh, yeah, that is going from one extreme to the yes. other there. So Delbert, yes. you're going to have to give us a call here three one six four six two three six seven three. I want to know. What went into making that decision? That yeah. that sounds like maybe a family decision. Yeah, family that decision, like definitely. A, but yeah, I can tell you what: if in the nineties, if you were a parent driving a Chevy Astro van, you were uptown. Well, let me tell you. Yeah. You know those things had the those real pointy noses. Oh yeah, and they looked uh, they look kind of like yeah. they come from the future a little <laughs> bit. And the other day, I was uh, God. That's been that's been 
probably a month ago, somebody had brought one in for service and it was a manual transmission in, a, in an Astro van. And that really threw me for a loop. Wow. Uh, very, very much so. But uh, looks like we got another comment on uh, there. Okay. I have my car of my dreams. It would love to have a GT500. Yeah. Yeah, very James, much. Yep. Uh, the KR edition. So, yep, that I is. Uh, and then Greg says, I bet if it is a new Ford as a dream car, MH Ford could help you out. <laughs> we, we we definitely could. We could definitely order for you. Yeah, um, that's, uh, that's one of those things. And it's uh, being in this industry, it is hard to have one dream car. Uh, it is. Just because. I don't, I mean, you just see so much, so many things come in and you're like, oh, I got to have that. And right, right. Six months later, well, wow, I didn't know that was an option. Right, right. <laughs> I got to have that. So yeah, exactly. that, is, that is one thing uh, for sure, being in this industry and being around, uh, you know, all the different vehicles and, and things like that. Uh, it's, uh, and that's why I go... <sighs> older new i'm 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 pro new uh you know for sure and not that i again i can't res respect the the older vehicles and what somebody puts into it but i just know the the work and the man hours that it takes to go through those things and to be that guy that's staring at the fitting wall going how do i get from here <laughs> to there and and stuff like that and just the just the amount of time uh that the that i know that they've put into it you know and then that car if you're rebuilding it and uh you know customizing it it's never going to be finished that is going to be a project that just continues on for you know yeah. for forever yeah they're uh, never they're you're, never you're, you're never going to be completely satisfied with with how it is and right. then the you know the the money is only a drop in the hat to the <laughs> amount of man hours that that go into uh to refurbish in that yeah. stuff but i just tell people you know that you know that race or whatever you know you're uh you're never done working on the car you just have to stop so that you can go to the racetrack and race it so, <laughs> yeah yeah so, so. what okay. do we got a caller yeah i got a caller here so we'll get him patched through let's see we'll get uh we'll get keegan patched through here and see what uh see what he's got going on on his uh chevy cruise i think is what he had up there uh that he was fighting a vacuum leak on so but uh yeah 316-462-3673 that's the number to jump on the air here and let's talk about uh let's talk about uh, old cars so let's go to the phones talk to keegan keegan you're on live with under the hood go ahead how's it going guys how are you sir good oh i'm doing so yeah. Chevy Cruise problem changing okay. the PVC valve okay. and the EGR valve. So when you start it up after changing all that, the idle sits there and jumps. So I didn't know. To me, that sounded like it would be an air leak, but at the same time, I don't know. Yeah. So uh, when you very first fired up, it it idles really high. Well, it idles at in between a thousand to fifteen hundred, but it'll sit there and jump up to two thousand, and then jump back down, jump back up. Gotcha. Um, and so, what what led you to change those components? It was doing that previous to that as well. Yes. Okay. And, and everyone everyone that's worked on them has told me change that because that usually changes the problem. Yeah, it does sound like you have a vacuum leak uh, there. And so I don't know if you uh, were listening earlier in the show when I said, uh, so a couple of things you could do is one, uh, if you 
plugged or capped off all your external vacuum sources. So uh, any port from the intake that goes to, you know, on that, I'm sure there's a vacuum port for the uh, brake booster. Um, there's probably yep. a vacuum port for like your uh, HVAC. Um, and so if you plug off uh, all of those ports, just to make sure that it's not in like a line or an, uh, another component that's outside of um, outside of the engine compartment and just get it down to the base engine. Uh, and then from there, again, cautiously with a fire extinguisher around if you were to spray that thing down with uh, some type of carb cleaner around like your intake manifolds, um, you know, things like uh, things like that, all the gasket mating surfaces, you should get a substantial idle flare uh, whenever you come across, uh, wherever it's sucking in, uh, an external, uh, air leak. Um, you know, the other way to know that is if you had a, a scanner, uh, and you were able to, um, if you were able to, um, monitor your short and long-term fuel, uh, trims, uh, to know whether it's rich or lean, uh, at that point, that would really be, my suggestion first uh, would be to to monitor that stuff. Um, you know, we've got a, a another gentleman here is listening on the on the line and just put on the chat for a mass airflow sensor. Uh, that again, that could be a, a thing as well. Uh, you know, if it's reading incorrectly, it will make it do uh, weird or different things. The other thing is uh, ambient air temperature. If it thinks that it's, uh, you know, negative 63 degrees outside, it should be throwing a bunch of fuel to it and it's going to be making it, uh, making it idle a lot faster. So uh, there's, there's a lot of things that I would, uh, you know, that I would look into starting out with just viewing that off of a scanner, uh, initially monitoring short and long-term fuel trims just to know if you are in fact fighting a vacuum leak or not. So, but, uh, uh, you know, would love to throw a diagnostic onto your package and, and, you know, we'd take a look at that thing. I know for you, uh, you're quite a ways, uh, quite a ways out and that doesn't work very well, but, uh, uh, definitely, checking over the vacuum, uh, vacuum, looking for vacuum leaks, uh, and then monitoring that short and long-term fuel trim just to see, uh, where you're at on, uh, whether it's running rich or lean or, or what is, uh, what is, if it's running really lean, then I'm, I'm guessing you're on the right track with a vacuum leak and keep checking that down for sure. So. Okay. All right. Hope, uh, hope we got you All in right. a direction and helped you out there. So, all right, Keegan. Oh yeah. All hey, right. Thanks, guys. thanks sir. Yep. And then we got another uh, uh, another comment on there. What was that last one? Um, wonder if Keegan may have a throttle body going out. That's what my Dodge Caliber did when the throttle body went bad on it. You know that is a, could be a possibility uh, on on that as well. And so again, it'd be a matter of going uh, going through the the flow chart and and running codes and looking at values to see to see where he's at i was going to give keegan a diagnostic onto his package but uh, keegan lives up in illinois and that's a that's a little little bit of a drive from that side let's see we've got another caller on the line so we've officially uh we beat last yeah. week's record well we got to get him on the phone first yeah. it's like a fish until you reel it in <laughs> you don't have it <laughs> we'll get him going 
but yeah, 316-462-3673. That's the number to jump on the air here with us. And, uh, you know, let's talk about, uh, let's talk about cars. I want to, I want to hear what, cars, uh, yeah. yeah, I want to hear what your story is. I'm very excited to hear Delbert's story on this, uh, Astro van and, uh, going from a Pontiac Firebird to an Astro van. So, uh, but yeah, three one six four six two three six seven three. That's the number to jump on the air here with us. So good morning, Delbert. How's things going? <laughs> Wonderful, man. How you doing? Uh, we're doing great, doing great. <laughs> so having a having a fun time here this morning. You know, talking about uh, older cars, and uh, I just got to know what made you go from a Firebird to an Astro van. You you nailed the the chicken on the head yeah. there with that comment of the family. So. Had uh, twin daughters in 91. Uh-huh. So we thought, oh, let's trade it off for a van. And we were van people until 2005. Yep, yep, <laughs> yep. <laughs> this... I literally owned a that one there, the 91. Then I bought a 94 years later. And I bought a brand new 96. That one didn't last very long because it had some major issues from the factories. As a matter of fact, they went in for uh, fuel injectors on that one uh -huh. four times till before they decided to put Bosch fuel injectors in it, and then it ran fine. But it started having the Dexcool antifreeze issue. Oh yeah, the, the antifreeze would turn brown, and yep. yeah, so we we traded it off on another new one. <laughs> Not an Astro though. We ended up with a Pontiac Montana that year oh, in '99. Yeah. We bought yeah, yeah. a brand new one of those. That was actually a a, a, a nice vehicle. But it was, uh, it also ended up having the Dexcon antifreeze, and we ended up putting the motor in it at 72,000 miles. So uh, we got rid of it in 2005, bought a Jeep. <laughs> and went, went to a Jeep. There you go. And then uh, once you, Jeep, and it was not the same size. <laughs> yeah. Once you, uh, once you got into that van world, uh, you know, you sat up higher and uh, had more visibility and a little more uh, leg room and stuff like that than that firebird oh and God, never, yeah. never looked back. Right. <laughs> nope. I had, I, I owned literally, I owned five different Astro vans over the years. Yeah. Just loved to drive them, man. They were great. But uh, the last one I had had 188,000 miles on it. And the motor was strong, but man, she was just, everything was breaking and <laughs> creaking. And <laughs> I remember the, when those th first things, uh, things first came out, just the amount of real estate on the windshield, you know, it seemed like that windshield oh, was, so cool. was huge. <laughs> like the, the, the visibility of it for sure. Well, yeah, I un understand that completely, you know, as, uh, as needs change and you make that move, uh, and then going from, you know, again, being uh, being around here and getting to, to drive several different vehicles and stuff like that, uh, crawling in and out of a Mustang is fun, uh, and they're really fun to drive, uh, but you can only crawl in and out just of it. Just not so, every, yeah, every yeah, day. Yeah, it's just not not for me, not a daily driver. Give me an F-150, yep. and I'm I'm ecstatic Sorry. about that, you know. Uh, you know, uh, again, it's fun. <laughs> I love it. There's a need for it. There's a purpose for it. But crawling in and out of one of those every day for me is not uh, not and ideal. Then, and then you you mentioned a Vista Cruiser. Guess yes. what I had when I was 16. Oh, really? 74 Vista Cruiser station wagon. <laughs> so was that a was that a hand me down deal, or did you guys go out and find it? Was, it was my mom and dad. Yep, they yep. Uh, they uh, handed it down. Dad bought all kinds of old used stuff, and my first two cars were uh, Vegas 71 and 73, I think. 
and I had to put a transmission in one because the transmission was frozen in order to make the other one work. <laughs> <laughs> it was a, it was a Rob Peter to pay Paul situation there. Yes. But I think he got those cars for free, man. He didn't pay much for them if he did paid anything. But if you had it, I now, drove though. those. And I drove a '76 yeah. <laughs> Pontiac Aster. Remember the Pontiac Aster came after yep. the Vega. Yeah, a little bit better. It had the Iron Duke in it. Yeah, the Iron it wasn't Duke. Very fast, but boy, she got up and go and just took you anywhere you wanted to go. Well, and you think back there, you know, uh, back then it seemed fast, but then you think of the horsepower rating and stuff <laughs> that it had then, and you know, compared that to what we have now and then you know, all the weight that we've shed. And I don't know. That's why, oh again, God, yeah. the feature comforts of you know, just how the door closes and how the AC works and the <laughs> no wind noises. And, you know, I don't. Oh, you, my God. It's crazy. Those things uh, brand new off the showroom floor had probably wind noise. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so for sure, it's uh, just the advancements in technology for sure. So if you had uh, if you could have any vehicle restored or new that uh that you wanted what would it be well i'd probably like a restroom mod like a 70 69 70 71 dodge charger yeah they yeah another mopar guy tank. <laughs> <laughs> i've always loved the charger until they made it a four-door but otherwise <laughs> yeah <laughs> kind of ruined it at that point yeah Yes, they did. <laughs> well, very good. Well, very good. Well, uh, Delbert, thank you for the call in. Thanks for the story and share, <laughs> sharing the information for sure. Anytime, man. I got plenty of that stuff, <laughs> stories for sure. <laughs> well, the accidents and everything else. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. Let's see. So I guess you could do that. Uh, accident wise in an older car versus <laughs> accident wise in a newer car and how each one of them felt and the, the, uh, safety, safety features behind it for sure. You know, that's a, that's a good thought. I was T-boned on one of the Astro vans and you know, I, because I hit the, the door window, I got knocked out. But other than that, I was fine. Um, and then I had a, um, t-bone in a chevy chevette that was a bad day <laughs> yeah yeah not uh not many years there. apart by the yeah, way not, yeah. not uh <laughs> not much to absorb apart. the impact in the chevette no not anything <laughs> just just the driver even with a little bit of rust in the floors those things are right. terrible yeah <laughs> Just hope you stay in the seat oh. at that point. Every once in a while, you go to the drag strip <laughs> and see one of those that's all uh, yeah. souped up and ready to go. It's tubbed out. It's like, how'd yeah. you get them wheel tubs in there? Because there was no floor. Yeah. <laughs> it, <rusted out. laughs> it was already, it was already it rusted, rusted out, out before yeah. they started. There all you, you had to do is put whatever you wanted in there. <laughs> nice. Well, good deal. Well, Delbert, appreciate you calling in, and uh, thanks for the thanks for the info and the laughs uh, for sure. So, All right, buddy. All right. We'll talk to you guys soon again. 316-462-3673. That's the number to jump on the air here. And let's talk about uh let's talk about old cars yeah. or what uh what you would uh what you'd wanna have or do there. So you know, we'll uh the other thing we're gonna talk about is uh we're talking about um where we're at track wise. So this week we're in Denver. Um yeah, so this week is the Mile High Nationals at Bandemir Speedway. Um, and since Denver is in our geographical territory for uh, Hoosier Tire, we've got a crew um, out there servicing that event. 
for uh, all of the sportsman racers that run Hoosier Tire. So that's uh, that's a lot of fun. Um, we were you supposed know. to be in Salina last night, but they ended up uh, canceling that race. But so uh, you know, the rest of us kind of got a weekend off. But uh, we've got a busy schedule coming up. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, next week, uh, I was trying to think of, so we've got Topeka is going to be right around the corner yeah, too. Yeah, so we got our next, didn't it? Yeah. Um, I think that's the first, uh, first part of August or. Uh, yeah, the end of July. So the last week of July. So starting on July 27th, we'll be at Heartland Park for the, uh, annual double divisional event for NHRA. So we'll have a crew up there for that. Um, We've got uh, ASCS National Sprint Car Tour. Their Speed Week uh, makes uh, three stops in our area here coming up that same week, too. Uh, plus, we've got a few more events at Salina. Um, we've got, um, we've got uh, the uh, Silver Dollar Nationals is next week at I-80 Speedway in Nebraska. Oh, so, yeah. the Lucas Oil Dirt Series, yep. uh, 53000 to win. Um, we'll have a dealer service in that, but, uh, I'm thinking I'm probably going to cruise up there Friday and Saturday and, uh, kind of support him and 53,000 to yep. win 53,000 to win silver dollar nationals paid out in silver dollars. I'm just in it for the trophy though. Yeah, me too. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, but, uh, uh, that's, uh, that's a good win right there for sure. Yeah, so. That's a good one. And then, uh, but yeah, lots of, lots of big events, uh, on the horizon for uh, both Mel Hamilton and uh, Hoosier. So uh, just excited to be there supporting them. Yep, very much so. Uh, let's see, you got another comment on there. What do what you got there? I know this is a Ford show, but I'd really love to have a 2010-ish Corvette Z06 with the 427. Very cool. Yeah, very cool. cool. You know, Rex, you bring up a, a great point on that. And uh, yes, it is Mel Hamilton Ford. Uh, but from that side of things, we, we service, we sell, we have parts yeah. for, we uh, just about all makes and models. Right. You know, yeah. there's, uh, uh, and <clears throat> that's one thing is I'd love for everybody to have nothing but Ford sitting in their drive just because, uh, you know, obviously that it's a Ford dealer, but I know that, uh, that's not feasible, uh, you know, uh, from that side of things. And, and we're here to, to help you with whatever your automotive needs are. Uh, we've got, uh, a lot of technicians that came from other dealers, other, uh, franchises, yeah. got a lot of experience, Very diverse backgrounds out there, uh, from that side of things with, uh, a lot of competitive make model training, uh, from that side. you know, I think we've, uh, we bring Hunter in a lot for, uh, you know, steering, suspension, alignments, all the adaptive, uh, advanced uh, driver assist systems, um, and all of that stuff is is all makes all models. Uh, we do not uh, do not specify uh, on that. I mean, there's situations where we get into to some uh, particular repairs that. They aren't even cars, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're not, so. you know, from that side. Uh, so really we just want to be your, your go-to place in anything automotive, whether that's uh, whether that's a Ford vehicle or not. And so uh, yeah, the need for wanting a Corvette. Um, I really do think that in Chevrolet's terms, that's one thing that they really, uh, that they really went to is they, they had a, their own defined sports car. 
with the Corvette. You know, if you you look at uh, uh, Mustangs, you look at uh, uh, Dodge and the Challenger uh, or Charger, or charger yeah. from that side, you have such an array of configurations that you can get into that car uh whether it's engine size you know you get a, a guy with a v6 that has a, a v6 mustang uh thinks he has a sports car uh right. that goes all the way up to uh the roush you know mm-hmm. uh, stage three supercharged there's yeah, just so the many GT variations yeah, yeah gt500 there's so many variations of the mustang and the gt500 it will compete hands down with chevy's corvette no problem but Mm -hmm. the corvette is really just a class of sports cars you're not going to get a six-cylinder corvette if that makes any sense and so um again there's a there's an uh, i think as they say it there's an ask for every seat and we're here to help uh help any way we can on tell people we sell new fords and that's about the extent of it so (laughs) everything else is everything else is fair game so uh but that's a that's a that's definitely one to one to be sought after for sure yeah but you know we'll talk about like these manufacturers you know for a second so you know we've got you know so you know like ford has the mustang and chevy has the corvette and you know but like ford and chevy you know seem like they're you know competing right now for like the ev market and they're trying to break into that market and they're you know and they're you know focusing on a lot on a fuel economy because that's a big topic right now and then you got dodge over here who's still just trying to figure out how to put more horsepower into something, you know? So, uh, I think it's, uh, I think it's pretty cool. The diversity of the brands and, you know, what their, what their end goals are. So, uh, yeah, you know, uh, the EV market is something that is uh, over the next couple of years is I think really going to grow. It's, it's going to, going to blossom for sure. Definitely. Uh, we were, uh, this week, we bought some uh, hybrid chargers to, to go around the facility, uh, both between here and Quick Lane as well. And I was walking around with the electrician trying to decide, you know, where to put them and, and things like that as we prepare uh, for that next stage and that getting that infrastructure to be able to support that. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's, it, it is something that, uh, that it, it's going to grow. It's going to get bigger. I read an article uh, about uh, Tesla and putting a, a battery plant in kansas mm-hmm. to manufacture brand yep. batteries gonna, for those things panasonic so, is going to build one up yep. uh, by kansas city yep so um it's it's one of those things that it is coming it's gonna it's gonna grow for sure i think for this region here um you know i don't know is that it's going to grow as quickly as east and west coast yeah. and uh you know things like that but it but it's definitely coming uh, for yeah. sure. The, co- the coastal states are definitely way beyond already, you know, where we're at here in the Midwest. But yeah, it's definitely going to grow. It's going to get bigger. It's coming, um, and it's uh, it's just going to be a change to the automotive world that we've known forever, and uh, uh, to be uh, very interesting to see all the vehicles that come out uh, as EVs. Yep. Very, very exciting. So let's get the phones ringing. 316-462-3673. That's a number to jump on the air here. Uh, let's talk about, uh, let's talk about automotive. What's your dream car? What's a car that you got rid of that, uh, that you really wished you wouldn't have, uh, done that, you know, uh, from that side, I'll tell you, I always, uh, um, liked the Buick Grand National 
I've always thought that would be a a really cool cool car to have. Uh, You know, you don't get many options. I think your color options are black, black, or black. Um, Better like black. And then uh, the T-tops, you know, Mm -hmm. I think that's that's the options. But uh, just the technology that was in that car when it was produced, I think about 84, 86, um, from from that side of things. But to have a – it's a turboed V6 motor. um, And I don't – I've just – always like the the thought of it and the technology that uh was out kind of before its time i guess so to speak um but that's always been a a car for me so anywhere i anytime i go to a car museum or something like that and see one of those things i think that's that's pretty cool yeah definitely the grand nationals man they were such a you know they were such a staple of the automotive industry in the 80s because like you said they were just so far ahead of their time and uh, uh they were just so neat and then uh, you know, from there, I, I, it's just every time I turn around, I see a see a vehicle come through or or uh, look at. It, it's like, wow, that's uh, that's pretty cool. And yeah, then, so. uh, and then next year they come out with a new model. Right. <laughs> you think, well, that one's pretty cool too. Right. So. Yeah, and just some of the stuff that we see come through our service department. You know, we have you know Ferraris that come through here, and and you know Corvettes and Maserati, and just you know, like it just you know like kind of going back to what we were talking about earlier, you know, like we sell new Fords and that's just the extent of it. But, you know, we work on, uh, uh, we work on anything. I mean, we have some customers that do have some very high end cars that really just put their trust in our dealership to work on them, you know? So, because we have the skills and the equipment to do it. So again, it's uh, it goes down to, uh, just trying to take care of the customer, uh, from that side and get them, get them everything they need and, uh, to be able to, to handle, uh, to handle all their needs so that again, when something happens, when something breaks, when they need to replace it, uh, we're, we're who they think of. We're there. For sure. Yep. So. Absolutely. But anyways, 316-462-3673. That's the number to jump on the air here. If you got any last minute, uh, comments or, or anything you'd like to add, uh, you know, hop on the air here with us and, uh, let's, let's discuss it. So, um, Nick, what, uh, as far as parts wise on the Hoosier tire side of things, how are you there? Are you able I know back working about uh, you know and, and everything like that. Um, how's the uh, how's it going? Um going pretty um we you know, we're having issues in a few areas, particularly open wheel dirt with, um, with, uh, supply, but, um, you know, really, you know, we're, we're just trying to take the inventory that we, we can get and, you know, try to distribute it out in, in the right place. And, uh, you know, I mean, sometimes we've got, you know, plenty, you know, to cover an event and, you know, sometimes we feel like we may be a little bit short, but, uh, you know, we're, you know, we're doing our best to make the right decisions and put the inventory in the right spot and, uh, you know, keep everybody racing. I mean, that's, you know, that's the end goal, you know, every day is to just, you know, how, you know, how can we keep people racing and keep people going with tires? So So have you seen, um, tracks that have you seen tracks make adjustments or modifications to, 
uh, like their lap count yes. and things like yes. that to try and help yeah. so, preserve this? Or Yes. So a lot of the uh, tracks and the series, you know, that we service have, have definitely made adjustments like that. So they've, you know, adjusted the number of hot laps that they get, you know, you know, green, white checker, you know, two laps. That's really all you need, you know, you know, find, make sure the motor's going to run, the thing's going to turn and the brakes are going to work when you step on the brake. Pedal, you know? and, and then, you know, heat races, you know, keep them six, eight laps, the A features, you know, you know, 20 laps max, you know, if you, if you got to run a B feature instead of running a 12 or 15 lap B feature, you know, split those cars into two races and, you know, run them like another heat race, you know, just to, just to keep laps off of those cars and keep laps off of those tires. And, and for even some of the sprint car divisions, you know, that, you know, are, are running at, you know, a racetrack, you know, any particular week, you know, we're, you know, trying to get them to work with the promoters of the racetrack to, you know, get them on the track first, you know, when the racetrack's still there, when, you know, the, when it's, you know, the least chance of the racetrack eating the tires, you know, so the guys will have something to race on the next week. So yes, definitely, definitely trying to get the promoters and the tracks to make those kinds of adjustments to uh, conserve tires and ease tire wear and, and everything like that. So, yeah. And, you know, from the, it's really just about trying to keep people in the sport, keep keep them going, keep them going uh, from that side. And I thought, I think we've done a really good job this year uh, with the inventory that we have had to try and be able to service everybody and and get it there. Uh, It's definitely, I think that, it's looking better, uh, come wise or future wise, so. uh, for sure. Uh, and we'll, we'll, we'll get out of this hole for sure. Yeah, get, yeah, definitely. Going. You know, and it's, you know, it's going to take some more time, you know, it's, you know, it's, we're going to have another season of this of allocating tires and, you know, being short. I mean, Hoosier is, you know, even though it may not seem like it, Hoosier's building more tires than they've ever built. Um, you know, they, you know, their dirt tire production is up. I mean, but you know, uh, you know, just as we've seen in the past couple of seasons, you know, the, the consumption rate and the, the market demand and everything has just been, has just been really high, you know, and there's, there's a lot of people racing right now, you know, and, uh, um, just, you know, being able to get, you know, enough tires into the field and, you know, being able to get enough tires from Hoosier, you know, that's just really the challenge. But yeah, like you said, I mean, we've done a really great job of, of supporting our racing series and supporting our tracks and, and keeping people racing. I mean, you know, there's always going to be a few hiccups along the way and, and, you know, you know, and we're not always going to be perfect, you know, we're not, we're not always going to, you know, put the right amount of stuff in the right place. You know, we've, we've never been through this before, you know, and, uh, um, so, uh, we just, you know, this is, I think a learning experience for the whole industry as a whole, but, um, you know, but I think, you know, a lot of people are starting to realize is that, you know, it's not just the race tire industry that, you know, that this is affecting. I mean, it's, it's everything. I mean, well, look how I'm, many new yeah. cars we have on our lot, you know, it's just, yeah. it's, it's every industry. It doesn't matter. So everybody, I think everybody, no matter what they're involved in, whether it's for their job or their hobby or whatever, I, you know, I think they've suffered There's you pain know, through, yeah, you know some sort of shortage you know whatsoever whether it be race tires or, or anything else so yeah yeah got another comment here from uh james so it says i worked at a dodge store here in town for a little over three years as a service aisle attendant and that was the funnest job uh getting to drive all the sorts of vehicles uh i only got to drive a viper once though you know that is uh i had forgot about the dodge viper <laughs> yeah i know I don't know how, but I, I had forgot about that. Growing up, uh, pre uh, 
pre uh driver's license yes. that was one of the cars that i like same i just same loved absolutely loved had diecast model of yep. it like the whole yep. deal and yep. uh then later on uh you know as i grew up and got into this industry and and things like that um <clears throat> i was able to drive one mm-hmm. and when i got to drive it it just ruined the car completely for me i just <laughs> I didn't like the way it drove. I didn't like the way it yeah. handled. I didn't like the way the, the V10 sounded. But as far as the aesthetics of that car, like, oh, I, yeah. I, I, it was, uh, yeah, like the, uh, you know, like the original Vipers, like the, the yeah. RT10, yeah. the Roadster, yeah. you yeah. know, and even when they first came out with the GTS model, you with know, those were the, yeah, and, yeah, like those were the iconic <laughs> Vipers. You know, I was in the same boat as you. Like, I remember the first time I ever saw one and I just like freaked out, you know, because it was, you know, the coolest car in the world. But, uh, but yeah, you know, as the years went on and then they kind of redesigned it, you know, it just kind of, it just really wasn't exciting. But those original, nostalgic dodge vipers man they were so cool well very good well hey it's been uh been a lot of fun uh you know it's been a been a blast of an hour uh, talking about uh talking about older vehicles and different different things like that so uh definitely keep this in mind going forward if you want to call in next week and share your story as well uh, we'd love to love to hear from you so 316-462-3673 that's the number to do that but uh now i'm gonna go through nick thanks for hanging out with me for the hour yeah, and thanks for having uh, me it's always fun yeah yeah it's been been a blast but we'll thank our sponsors of the show which is going to be uh big corner creative so all your uh, advertising needs marketing needs race car wraps uh, window wraps uh, those guys down there uh, they'll they'll nail it i promise it they were uh, wrapping a semi truck yeah, yesterday yeah, they were so uh, as they say just google us so uh, big corner creative then we've got uh, bg uh, products for all the great preventative maintenance items we use right here inside mel hamilton ford uh, you know those guys the the uh, amount of tech or research and development they do to just ensure that the product you're getting is the absolute best is is phenomenal so uh bg products again we've got all their uh, all their service uh service guides or service products here at mel hamilton ford and then go to rent you know as we talked earlier in the show summertime everybody's mm-hmm. traveling everybody's out moving around if you need a a larger van or a larger vehicle to go on a summer trip uh, let's get with Stan right here inside of Mel Hamilton Ford. Everybody have a safe, uh, safe weekend, and we will talk to you next Saturday. <laughs>